0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com
1: slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Texas isn't back but lsu sure freaking is go taggers it is i rob paul the armchair scout aka joe burrow's first fan when he committed to ohio state out of athens ohio and with me as usually always is aj don't schedule service academies marchese
1: my, my my line no matter what you're gonna say is stop scheduling triple option teams. Yeah, so.
0: it's it's the worst decision in the world. We've both seen it. You, uh, you many get
1: nothing times. out of it. There's nothing to gain and lots to lose.
0: Big agree. Uh today we will talk all about the twenty twenty NFL draft prospects from week two of college football with our super fun superlatives, then we'll look ahead to the lame week three matchups. Let's
1: hit it is? Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a run and back on the first day. Don't draft a run and back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third or don't let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever and that's a song if you found
0: a hundred dollars on the street would you pick it up or keep walking of course you'd take the money so why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them that's why i go to my bookie it's fast it's easy and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet my bookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try parlay. If you're if, you, if all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now. MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play. You win. You get paid. MyBookie. Alright, AJ. Week 2. And as we decided last week...
1: Uh, let's talk
0: before we hit all our superlatives. Let's grade the ESPN Game Day Celebrity Picker. <sighs> a plus, Rob. That's all I gotta say. It was Matthew McConaughey. He arrived in style. His his Longhorns lost, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He yeah, brought can, all the swagger. Uh, he maybe, knows a ton about college football.
1: Yeah, he's their uh, what was it Minister of Culture, whatever they call.
0: Yeah, he he teaches at Texas. What can't this man do? <laughs> He's beloved by all. I, think, I
1: think maybe the greatest intro for any guest picture in college game day history, I'll say it.
0: it pff, this, this guy dropped the name of the athletic director of Colorado. I don't know what's going on.
1: He was filming a Lincoln commercial as he drove onto the set. It was genius.
0: <laughs> and he ripped the LSU Tiger head off Lee's head. And for a second, I thought Lee might pass away. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Lee's real head popped off one day. I mean,
0: he he's why I still tune in to game day, baby. Okay. Uh, uh, Love Lee Corso forever. Yep. All right. Week two is pretty exciting, uh, at least compared to what looks to be ahead in week three. Um, let's just hit us for prerilatives. You don't know the drill. <laughs> Who's the best freshman you saw this week?
1: Gotta go out west, Rob. West is the best Going with the uh, the first start spot start Keenan Slovis at USC. It's a good pick, uh, AKA Kurt Warner's illegitimate son. I'll say it. He was twenty for thirty three, three seventy seven, three touchdowns, no picks. I didn't expect any of that from him, Rob. I had very low expectation. I thought Stanford was going to win, as you can go back last week and listen. And I picked Stanford. I felt pretty good about picking Stanford. I was dead wrong, Robert. Uh, you were dead wrong, and Graham mm-hmm. Harrell's offense, I mean, that gets a little bonus too.
0: I don't know yeah. if, uh, it, I mean, they're kind of stuck with Clay Helton if they keep winning, but Graham Harrell's <laughs> offense certainly worked out well, and uh, I mean, Lin Swan did step down as AD, so who knows what's going on? Is Urban Meyer transitioning in? Nobody's sure.
1: USC, it's always like them trying to get rid of Lin Swan and half and then Clay Helton. There's so much turmoil always there. For the Trojans.
0: Yeah, of course. But, yes, your boy... <laughs> Slovis, yes. Yes, Slovis in the Graham Harrell offense. Um, He, I mean, he
1: looked better in it than JT Daniels did. He did, in the f- week one, at least, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of excited to track them going forward. I I like football better when USC's good. I also, am, Graham Harrell's a air raid disciple of Mike Leach's. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Mike Leach in the air raid, so anytime an air raid... Uh, works out, it makes me very, very
1: pleased. Shout out, Gardner Minshew. That's, quickly going back, that's a hell of a first start for him. The only three-star prospect walking into that game. I mean, no Costello opposite, but still.
0: Yeah, if, I mean, if he did that against a middle of the path
1: yeah, team, no, if, like impressive, no, no, I, think, no I
0: think it'd be impressive, but he did against Stanford. Exactly, yeah. I think, And he looked better than Davis Mills, who mm-hmm. was the, the number, hype yeah. number
1: one or number two Overall five quarterback star. like
0: three years ago. Yeah. Does exactly. not look very good. Who's,
1: um, uh, who's your best freshman, Rob?
0: Mine is Derek Stingley, the LSU corner. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, the hype's been around him since the day he arrived at, at LSU. Uh, Five-star, number one corner in the country. I think third overall recruit. Um, immediately started at, at LSU. Going to continue the DB tr- uh, yeah. tradition. He locked down Colin Johnson. He made Colin Johnson look like there's a lot of questions about his uh, separation ability. And mm-hmm. hey, Sting- Stingley broke up two passes. His just the moment not being too big for a kid that young and him yeah. being one of the best defenders on the field for LSU, I thought that was incredible. He looks like a future first round pick.
1: It is impressive. Like, that's a huge spot. And. You're trying to claim the DBU title after the Texas DBs wore it on the field and ended up giving up, what, 100 yards to three different receivers, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Stingley got them, yeah. uh,
0: Do you have any other freshmen?
1: Uh, No, I went with Slovis, but there's other good ones. I
0: thought Ryan Holinski in his first start, I know it was against Charleston Southern, but... Uh, a little bit of hope for uh, the South Carolina crowd. Mm-hmm. We get to see Holinsky versus Alabama this upcoming week. So,
1: how was your boy uh, Sam Howell again? Uh, he upset
0: the U. So, I mean, so I North Carolina's rolling. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Sam Howell, Mac Brown—that's some real magic. I compared Howell, Sam Brown. Howell to Jake Fromm when he was on the Elite Eleven show, and I mean, <laughs> who's laughing now? North Carolina could go to the Natty uh, with Howell as a freshman.
1: Yeah, I it's, still, it?
0: it's still in play. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: You can't. I can't. Okay, bet, out. Best sophomore. Uh I'm ki- I'm keeping with a guy that we said a lot for best freshman last year. Rondale Moore. Purdue. Ooh, that's a good one. Went off. Uh looked really impressive doing so. Thirteen catches, two hundred and twenty yards, one touchdown. Uh it's still looking like Rondale Moore, man. Lots of the short routes getting open and breaking a bunch of tackles and making plays. Like I'm excited for him potentially being in next year's draft.
0: Yeah, no, he's, pound for pound, probably the strongest player in college football. Uh, yeah, he's nuts. an explosive and uh, elite playmaker. The yak ability is incredible. Yeah. His contact balance. He is the... Like, I know he's tiny, okay. and I'm sure those questions will like, come up when it is the draft process. He's the type of guy, just don't overthink it. He's going to be one of the best slots
1: in the NFL. Flashback to his first game last year, we were already calling up a day two prospect. Yeah, now, no, uh, Now he, uh, He's you know. a first-round guy. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. Hey, Elijah Sindelar, <laughs> He's putting it together finally. All the
1: physical tools. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: for my best sophomore, I put um, a QB wide rec- Two different QB wide receiver combos that are both sophomores. <laughs> uh, okay. First, Justin Fields and Chris Olave, the mm-hmm. Ohio State pair. Olave, mm-hmm. like, jumped out of nowhere as wide receiver 7 for the Buckeyes last year as a freshman made some plays and And the Michigan
1: game was uh, impressive
0: to me he might have the most talent of this Ohio State receiver court even though he's technically like the 4th guy behind Mac Victor and Hill Mm -hmm. Uh, he made some big plays in Cincinnati but Justin Fields I mean the week week 1 it was uh, like they ran over FAU. Yeah. And then Cincinnati's better than FAU, especially on defense. I know they were without James Wiggins again, but again, Fields just dominated. Perfect fit yeah. in the Ryan Day offense. The arm talent and the athleticism are incredible. Um, I think I, I'm just really excited to eventually get to see Fields against a real defense and see what, how real this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's then, coming
1: this week against Indiana. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> the other sophomore QB receiver duo. The easy one, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Ross of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, after a slow game against Georgia Tech, uh, Lawrence kind of – it wasn't the best statistical game, but he took down number 12, Texas a and uh, The running game wasn't really going for them. He made some – his his one yeah. touchdown pass uh, to Ross was incredible where he got it to the pocket, uh, way off uh, base, contorted his arm made an incredible touchdown throw like Mm -hmm. his his arm talent is just freaky Uh, And then ross is a freak of nature like height weight speed monster um he could be wide receiver one next year yeah i I do think and hope because lawrence and fields were the number one and number two prospects in the 2018 recruiting class both from the state of georgia i might add uh I, I hope it ends up being like these guys well like Lawrence obviously legit. I hope Fields gets that level and it's the twenty twenty one draft is QB one, QB two go number one, number two. I think that'd this be really just, cool.
1: This is just 'cause you like Elite Eleven. I QB yeah, Fields beat Lawrence at the Elite Eleven. Trent Ufford didn't like Trevor Lawrence, man.
0: He was rigged. <laughs> but uh no, I do love Elite Eleven. And I love Q B one Beyond the Lights, which Justin Fields was also on. Exactly it all comes back to those things for me uh okay uh the weekday warrior options the games were not great but <laughs> I watched I watched all of them um because I don't know it's Friday night and I'd, I don't have much of a life outside of football so mm-hmm. yeah I sat down and I, it's like ooh Virginia Will and Will Mary that's an in-state rivalry Um uh, <laughs> Boise yeah. State Marshall what, that should be a good game but it was ended up being horrible and 14-7 win um Anyway, who's your weekday warrior this week?
1: You didn't even mention Sacramento State sneaking up on Arizona State. But anyways. Yeah, um, no,
0: that that was uh, surprising. I don't, I don't, hey, one guy did stand out on Arizona State, but he's not in this section for me.
1: Oh, no. Uh, hey, I'm going to a guy that uh, kind of liked last year, day three-ish. And then this year, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We had a big game against Rice. Wide receiver, Scotty Washington. Uh, this game was tied 14-all at the <laughs> At the end of the first. But then it's Scotty Washington time, Rob. I've always said it. When when they focus on Sage Chiratt.
0: Exactly. Yeah, remember,
1: Sneaky Scotty's going to pop up. Exactly. He uh, had a 59-yard uh, receiving touchdown. Went for a total of seven catches, 158, two TDs. Uh, another, like, high-weight speed type of dude. 6'5", 225. Yeah, Interesting they, guy. They got, they got playmakers that week this year. They do. They do.
0: Um but yes, yeah, Scotty Washington had a huge game. Him, hey, that that's back back weeks of a wide receiver from week in the weekday warrior section. So <laughs> they play
1: a lot of weekday games. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, for me, I wrote down three different names. I'll start with a guy I kind of was pounding the table for when we did our ACC show, and that's Virginia receiver Joe Reed. A mm-hmm. uh, guy I think has a ton of athleticism. He's got a th- he's a thicker guy. He's like six one, like two fifteen. Makes a lot of plays after the catch. But his big thing is his ability as a return man. He had a 100-yard kick return touchdown in this game to go on yeah. with a touchdown catch. Um, he is Virginia's most, I think, interesting offensive uh, player. Mm-hmm. Bryce Perkins really struggled at times in this game. He started off hot, and then his accuracy kind of wavered. On uh, the defensive side of the ball, I thought Jordan Mack from Will and Mary, another guy I've pounded the table for, uh, was really impressive. He picked up two and a half sacks. He was just kind of his instincts look even better this year. And I don't know how he'll test, but I love a linebacker with instincts and aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more guy, John Hightower. He got the, the big dish, yeah. the 47 year touchdown. And I love his speed. It, he, like,
1: uh, yeah, for sure.
0: Bo- Boise State's got uh, some interesting receivers. The other one, uh, what's his name something Shakir I think Um, yeah yeah. he does a lot of the like the bubble screens and the jet sweeps and stuff and then Hightower is kind of the field stretcher I really like that pair with our boy uh, Hanky Blackmire
1: yeah (laughs) big Hank Um, yeah no Hightower is interesting when we did him in the summer uh Slight frame, but the speed. I thought like a day three guy. So yeah, he's a, he's pretty interesting. Okay, late day three. Let's, let's just say. jump straight to the best prospect you saw this week. I kept it pretty simple. I went with Chase Young at Ohio State. Copied me. You must have been following me on Twitter. Yeah, I was following you on Twitter. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna keep it simple and copy it up. Cause I I, just, I peeked at your notes. Uh, like not a beast of a stat week, but I mean sack and a half, Cincy. Since he he's no slouch. He dominated them. Like exactly. That's what I, was say. I was thinking about putting him for a prospect who outplayed the box thrower, but uh, he was too good not to put his best prospect this week He blocked a field goal where he yep. had just a nasty
0: rip move, burst through, kept Cincinnati off the board, and got that shutout. Yeah, no, he he clearly learned from the Bosa brothers the, mm-hmm. the, the, the patented Bosa swipe move because he was cooking Cincinnati's yeah. tackles with it. Um, obviously he's an explosive and long athlete who can win yeah. with just that physicality but again this week he showed his ability to use his hands uh, and I think he's he's gonna probably be the top pick that isn't a quarterback in this draft class mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I agree uh, and just shout out to I also put the out just cause I figured there's gonna be a lot of Chase Young talk and I figured you would probably have him too cause yeah he was the best prospect Mm-hmm. Uh, I put Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, like, together here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was against New Mexico State, but they combined for 244 total yards and 5 total touchdowns on 13 touches against New Mexico State. Like, I don't know if you saw the Henry Ruggs, uh like, I, I swing did. pass. I think it went down yeah. as a 75-yard rushing touchdown, but yeah. it was a swing pass and just that speed was insane he it was
1: it was easy speed man
0: yeah you you're the one who said that when when we we yeah. saw it that's right you, you said easy speed because it, like it just it doesn't look like he's moving that fast but he's just eliminating <laughs> angles
1: yeah that's just, like the whole new mexico state defense was like in front of him but they stood no chance yeah
0: he's incredible um I, I do think there's a, a chance that's the number one and number two wide receivers off the board, Judy and Rugs. Especially mm-hmm. with the way the type of receivers the NFL is valuing right now favors yeah. Rugs over a guy like CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Um, all right, who's shooting up the board for you this week?
1: We might have the same guy, Rob. Joe Burrow, the old uh, point man at LSU. Rob, same guy or no? Yeah, well, I got four. Okay, well, same number one guy, Rob. Yes. Okay. Uh, really impressive. And I mean, Joe Burrow is the hot name on the old Twitter machine right now. 31 uh, 38 against Texas, obviously. 471, four on a pick. But, like, I wasn't in on Burrow. I wasn't a. This, he's almost my prospect who made me look stupid, but I have another guy. And then just the big time throws, too. That's. I think the thing is um, like, uh, the, the, Bur- Burrow yeah. is a big, big pro, uh Like a
0: a semi-big recruit, uh, he went to Ohio State, and it was a legitimate battle between him and Haskins for that starting job. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Haskins won. Haskins set records at Ohio State this year, so Mm -hmm. and obviously went in the first round. So it's not like Burrow lost to a slouch and transferred. Yeah, Uh, and then he he, because he was like trying to win the Ohio State job before transferring, he got to LSU pretty late in the process. Yeah, Um, and there was a ton of questions surrounding the LSU offense throughout the year. Like battles between offensive coordinator and Coach O, and what kind of system they were going to run on offense, mm-hmm. uh, and then Bro never fully seemed comfortable. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think anyone was super impressed by his season last year. No, uh, but multiple times it was said like this is the most competent quarterback LSU's had. At, it ex- in a exactly, while. but it, it wasn't- felt like
1: he was just not turning the ball over and like making the easy throws. He's, he's, and, you know, he's got, he's low key, quite mobile too. Yeah. Um,
0: the other thing is with Burrow, he, so he gets the whole off season in the LSU program. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they opened up the, the offense completely. They brought in the saints, I believe wide receiver coach is the offensive coordinator, um, Joe Brady, I think his name. Yeah. And, and it's just an offense that fits Burrow a lot better. Um, and then, yeah, in this game, Texas, Texas has some legit prospects on defense. Um, and, yeah, Burrow, in the big moments, he made the big throws. He was making NFL throws down the sideline. He had three different yeah. receivers go over 100 yards, yeah. which I think was the first time that's ever happened at LSU. And LSU's produced some pretty good receivers. Um, but no quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, no, the his the things I thought about him on my summer notes were clean footwork, quick, dis, like quick, smart decision-maker, like he had the tools to be a, a potential NFL backup, day three type, maybe. You know what?
1: I, I like he smelt like Matt Flynn to me.
0: Okay. A, and a bigger Matt Flynn.
1: Yeah, bigger. Like, but you know, the similar career arc and type of yeah um, game manager guy. But then this year, now
0: he's obviously bringing the good things back, uh, yeah. like the IQ. And his dad was his dad was a defensive coordinator in Division One college football for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um. So, son of a coach, baby. Uh, but those uh, the, the the big time outside throws he's making yes. throws into tight coverages the release is really quick I think I mean it, it it's off just one game against a really good team or potentially really good team but Joe Burrow right. is starting to look like maybe he's a maybe he's a legit day two guy maybe he's a top mm-hmm. ten quarterback prospect for real like I like from what I saw from Joe Burrow in this game I like. It a lot more than what I've seen from some other quarterbacks that I would say are probably in my top 10 right now. Mm-hmm. There's a combination with Bro of his upside with the arm talent, but also even like take that away. He's got all the tools to be a really good long-term backup option.
1: It feels like, I mean, I know I've seen Jim Nagy say this like 10 times in the last three weeks, but the senior role guy, they're going to love him, and the NFL's going to love him. You know what I mean? Just one of those easy types. He, he's also uh, like known for his leadership abilities.
0: He gets really fired up. He's the one who like kind of slams his head before the game. That has been compared to Gus Frat. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm very intrigued with Joe Burrow. He's uh, yeah. I, w- I would put him as in my list of like court- five
1: quarterbacks I'm most excited to see the rest of the season in terms of being a wow. prospect. That's a big list to get on. It's secret. He won't tell anyone, but I he's won't. revealed. He's revealed Joe Burrow to be. But honest. just
0: know this: they've all been at the elite eleven. Who else you got? Okay, Clemson. The defense really showed up against Texas A and M. Gave mm-hmm. Kellen Mond a hell of a day. The thing is, though, they weren't really getting a ton of pressure on Mond. It. I thought it was a really strong performance from their secondary. Uh, specifically, A.J. Terrell stood out, who's a corner who's got some first-round talk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's got a lot of size and length, um, and might be the best tackling corner in the country. I thought he had a really strong day against A M. and uh, Just kind of shut down everyone he saw in coverage. And, and Texas A&M's got a couple interesting receiver prospects. Yeah. Um, just the physicality and the willingness to come up uh, against the run stood out. He uh, had a pass breakup. He got a pressure on a Blitz. I was really impressed by him. Um, sticking with corner, Ohio State, Sean Wade. I know Jeffrey is the one getting all the hype. Mm-hmm. Sean Wade's just a redshirt sophomore. So I think part of his lack of hype is just because he's young. And he was like a partial starter last year. And this year, uh, he's, uh, he, he's starting with uh, Okuda and Arnett. But he stood out a lot against Cincinnati. He pulled off a nasty strip sack. Broke up yep. two more passes. He's a, he's a former big recruit too. Um, I think Wade and Okuda are both like Okuda's a potential first rounder this year. I don't know the likeliness of Wade coming out, but mm-hmm. he's definitely got the tools to be a high draft pick. Uh, and then one more, sticking with the the what the, the type of receivers the NFL's been coveting lately. How about in a losing effort, J.D. Spielman of Nebraska, hundred twelve yards and a touchdown against Colorado. Um, undersized guy, yep. but some Brandon Cooks do his game. His field stretching ability and route running, I'm, you, and you know I'm a sucker for receivers compared to Brandon
1: Cooks. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge, sorry, I was still not, I'm still not doing it with you, with Spielman, I don't know why. Well, because you're a fool. It's fine. And I don't like Brandon Cooks, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: alright, uh, jumping to sliding down your board. Anybody? I went
1: with some low-hanging fruit here, Rob. I'm not I'm surprised. not surprised. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a cheap <laughs> cheap passer. I uh, went with Jacob Eason. Okay, let me defend Jacob Eason for a I, second. I know. That's why I want to bring him up, too, because I know you got a defense for him. Two big
0: things. Okay, there's, like, he definitely struggled. But two big things. This game was delayed two and a half hours. Yeah. This game didn't end until 4.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah,
1: the best time.
0: Yeah. Um. The other thing Not great weather Obviously that's part of the delay mm-hmm. And the other thing is uh, The offense in general was really stale Lots of drops um, he, he definitely was at fault uh, With inaccurate passes at times uh, He was strip sacked He threw an interception um, But uh, a lot of the time On like short crossers and stuff There's drops Aaron Fuller Who's yeah. watching his best receiver I counted at least three drops When I was watching this game Cal also is an underrated defense, but Jacob Eason's also on my list. I mean... Yeah. Part of the problem is he hadn't played football in a really long time, and we all know about the physical tools. Then he jumped off the screen against... I know. I guess Eastern Washington. I got
1: excited. And, I got ahead of myself we, and
0: I expected like a big-time performance against this Cal D. We all overreacted to the Eastern yeah. Washington game because the touchdown throws were wonderful. Yeah. like The arm talent was so clear. But then you jump to Cal where they've got... Uh, Three potential NFL DBs in Ashton Davis, Cam Bynum, and Jalen Hawkins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potential NFL linebacker in Evan Weaver. Mm -hmm. And some all-conference defensive linemen. The Washington offensive line struggled. The offense, like I said, it was an ugly football game. Um, Eason definitely at fault, but I think we kind of crowned him too quickly. Yeah, And I still have high hopes for him. And, and, and again, he's a, he's a redshirt junior, so the, like there's no not even a guarantee he comes out after this season. I'm excited to see how he rebounds from it, um, but yeah, definitely
1: sliding it on the board. Hey, you crowned him too early, but the Golden Bears were who we thought they were. Hey, we're in on the Golden Bears, baby. Uh, anyone else sliding down the board for you? No, Eason was my big guy. Who else do you have? Uh, like? like go, uh, going with another
0: you. another quarterback, uh, <laughs> Kellen Mond, Texas A and I,
1: I thought about it, but it, he wasn't. I wasn't too high on him. He, he, he was, me
0: neither. But he was getting a lot of hype after their Week One performance, which was also against like I think an FCS school. Yeah. And, and I know he's interesting with his physical tools, but, but he, he, he was is. so inaccurate all day. Yeah. And he he also had some drops from his receivers. But like he, like I, I mentioned, the Clemson pass rush wasn't getting to him, so it's not like he was under fire all day and mm-hmm. from having to like force throws. It was uh, a lot of like just poor decisions and accuracies with him.
1: And then like late in the game, he kind of put it a bit together, but uh, threw a pick he, on the drive, he, Right, he had a garbage that. time
0: touchdown to help the stat line too. Stat
1: line, but yeah, yeah. And, like he, again, yeah, Clemson was up, but he did get better as the game got on, but.
0: It was he, still really sporadic. Really, yeah, he,
1: that, that's fair. He started off awful though. Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. And it, it's not like I'm saying you put it all together and you look good. I'm just he, he got a little bit better, but yeah, it was it wasn't great at all. Um,
0: I got two more for you. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Colin Johnson, who kind of got s- shut down by Stingley. Uh yeah. I think. Okay, he had 49 yards against LSU. I think he drew two PI calls. But there was a clear inability to separate from the LSU DBs, Mm -hmm. which is the big question with him. It is. That was worrisome for me. Um, And Devin Duvernay was kind of the guy who stepped up. and and I can't even remember the – what's the other guy's name? Something Eagles. uh, Brennan Eagles, true sophomore. Um, He made a lot of plays for them too, and Colin Johnson was kind of like just left in the dark, I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with him. And then – in Maryland's massive destruction of Syracuse, hey, I called it, Rob. You're welcome.
1: Hell yeah! You well, you, you just you're really plugged into the DMV. Yeah, <laughs> and where Josh Jackson is, I'm plugged in. Um,
0: but Syracuse, obviously, their their number one prospect is their edge rusher Alton Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's got some first round hype. Uh, he was a non factor against Maryland. He was kind of shut down all day. Um, had very little effect on anything uh, and jumped offside for the second straight week. So, I mean, that's not good.
1: You got the Robinson offside counter going? Yeah, I do.
0: I'm pretty You're plugged sure. in. Hey, I uh, I mocked him in the first round to it's the big. Steelers. But, but I do think there's going to kind of, with him, is he wins a lot with his um, aggressiveness and power at the point of attack, strong hands, mm-hmm. but there's I think there will be legitimate athleticism questions with him, and it, it really showed against Maryland, who their their offense is a lot uh, a lot more fun. Actually, here's a fun connection. Guess who the Maryland offensive coordinator is? Uh, who is that? For Scotty Montgomery.
1: Oh, who's Scotty For-
0: Montgomery? You ask? He was the Eastern, <laughs> East Carolina head coach on uh, when Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Everything yeah. comes back to Minshew. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, who's your out of nowhere prospect?
1: <laughs> I'm going back to that uh, that Nebraska Colorado game. For me, it was like. On the opposite side of the Nebraska side, that doesn't make any sense. Another undersized receiver, though, uh, Katie Nixon for Colorado. Five uh, eight. Also on yeah. my list. Yeah, 5'8", 185. So, again, undersized. But uh, you said in that for Spielman, you, you would you say McLaurin and Brandon Cooks were all? What? That's what you said, right? What? For, for Spielman. You call them like, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Yeah, yeah. And Nixon's more like the the Hollywood, but Hollywood Brown, that is. But a little bit <laughs> heavier. Uh, big plays, six catches, hundred forty-eight yards, one touchdown. What was it, ninety-nine yard touchdown? 90, no, 96. 96 on the flea uh, Mon- Yeah, monster play that kind of awoke in Colorado. I want to say in yeah. what a game that was. Uh, speed to burn, and like that's interesting. With like we gave a Fa- we gave Fontenot some love last week. Montez is Montez, obviously Chanel, and with Katie Nixon. That's an interesting group, man.
0: It is. No, it definitely is. Um. Yeah, no, Nixon's speed definitely stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of guys who like super out of nowhere this week. So I know it was against Sacramento State, but Arizona State's receiver, Brandon Ayuk, I don't know if he, that's even how you say his name, but he's been their go-to guy through the first two weeks, and uh, Jaden Daniels, the freshman QB, uh, seems to really like him. He put up, uh, it's not a huge stat line, but 98 yards against Sacramento State. But the thing that stood out for me with him is, Good size, six one two oh five, but his route running, and that's something that when you see good route running, it doesn't matter who the opponent is to me. It's like if he if he's clean running routes, it just the mm-hmm. level of competition doesn't matter in, the, in that nope. moment. Um, that's fair, yeah, yeah. And so that just really stood out to me. He's a really interesting guy.
1: Oh, no, that that's very fair. Um, keep an eye on him, Rob.
0: Um. Yeah, that that's it for me for out of nowhere prospects. Uh, mm-hmm. who what prospect
1: actually made you look stupid? I, I'm staying with Colorado and I'm uh going to a guy at a UDFA grade on, but I had a big game against Nebraska. Uh Mustafa Johnson. Three sacks, man. Looked really disruptive constantly. Uh overpowering guys in that Nebraska offensive line. Um just made me look stupid because I was so low on him and it wasn't impressed at all, but that, that was a big game against Nebraska, yeah.
0: I, I also had him on the list. I, yeah. I mean, him and, and, uh, not that Nate Landman made me look stupid, but those two were just kind of everywhere. For the Colorado mm-hmm. defense, I thought, Landman's a really just a throwback hustler at linebacker. But uh yeah, Mustafa Johnson, the athleticism was winning out against. Yeah. What I think is a pretty decent Nebraska offensive line. It's solid for sure. Yeah. Yeah, when you put up three sacks from the interior and he was creating havoc all day. I'm, I I need to see more of him. Yeah. Uh and then I also put not that like he's in my top 10 receivers, but I I'm not top 5 with him like other people. Mm-hmm. Uh Clemson wide receiver T Higgins. I, mm-hmm. thought, I know the, the stat line's not insane for for 70 against uh, Tamu, but that one grab this, uh, to set up the Trevor Lawrence touchdown run, I yeah. thought was impressive as hell. Yeah. His body control, the catch radius. Um, I, again, I don't have him in my top five. I think he's like my seventh or eighth uh, wide receiver in this class. There's mm-hmm. a really strong class, but uh, definitely, Clemson knows how to produce receivers. And they do. T. Higgins
1: seems like the type of guy you're going to be Really high on uh, Higher than you Yeah, yeah, yeah know. Know. He reminds me a lot of Kenny Galladay Who That's interesting But that's Higgins always has those Big
0: highlight reel of Body control graphs Him right. and Justin Ross Are just freaks in nature They're like basketball players Playing wide receiver
1: Quick interjection How kind of like special it is To have Trevor Lawrence Throwing to Ross And Higgins And Tua throwing to Ruggs And um, Judy And I guess Waddle but You know what I mean guy, that's And Ju- Justin Herbert Throwing to his wide receiver Six, <laughs> seven, and eight Sick no, but for real. That's pretty special i have right now. Anyways. No, let's def- keep definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh okay. Best prospect versus prospect matchup. Pretty good week for it, I thought. I-, I kept mine pretty simple in an ugly way. We already talked a lot about it, so I'm pretty pointless now. I, I just went with the Washington offense against the Cal defense. I went and uh, just to to pull out a specific from that, Evan Weaver yeah. versus Salvin Ahmed. That's a like that's the highlight reel because they were both not
0: terrible. <laughs> Evan Weaver was everywhere in this game.
1: 14 tackles, I believe. 18 uh,
0: tackles, two TFLs. That's crazy. He, he was, you know, how our discussion when we did the Pac-12 show about Evan Weaver yeah. was a lot of. I think I was higher on him, but your point you, was kind of like you were the, the 20 years ago he'd be a hot yeah. linebacker prospect because he's so good against the run, but it's just yeah. the the worries in coverage, which uh, yeah. obviously there are. But yeah, yeah, this because of the way the game played out, it was just a lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage, yeah. which is where he's thriving. He, uh, no, he, he was a lot of fun uh, to watch in this uh, game. Ahmed I mean, wasn't bad either, though. But um, he, his, his, um, he had a drop, but other than that, yeah, he was kind of like the only productive Washington offensive player I found. Ex-
1: exactly. He, and like, just quickly to finish my point. a lot like Miles Gaskin. Sorry, finish your point. Yeah, he is a lot, like, and I love Miles Gaskins, so. Uh, but yeah, the, the Easton and Fuller duo against Bynum, Davis, and Hawkins, just bad, bad, bad performance. But big performance for the three uh, DBs for Cal.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I got two more for you, both from the LSU-Texas game. We talked about Joe Burrow. How about Joe Burrow versus Texas safety Brandon Jones, who mm-hmm. I thought was by far the best Texas draft-eligible defender. They had another kid who looked really good, who uh, Joseph Osai, who's a sophomore. So uh, watch out for that guy's name. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Jones was kind of – they they were playing him all over the place. That's my favorite thing about him is he can kind of play too deep, but he can come hunt around on a scrimmage. He, he picked up a sack on a blitz. He broke up a pass. He was just, to me, the clear best defensive mm-hmm. guy for Texas. Uh, only guy who put up a fight all game too. Such a great tackler. Um, other side of the ball, I thought – Texas's redshirt sophomore left tackle Samuel Cosme had a huge performance against Cleavon Chazon. Is that how you say it? I say it so fast. Cleavon uh, Chazon. I'm not sure. The the edge rusher from LSU who's a freak athlete and potential yeah. first round pick. Um, who he he picked up a sack and a pressure, but I thought Cosme overall got the best of mm-hmm. Um He still made him. I I would away really impressed with his his base. Uh, yeah. His anchor. His. Um, His hands. His hands are so strong. He locked up Chazon multiple times. And I kind of came away, even though he had a pretty good statistical game and there was big flashes of his pass rush capability at times, I came away kind of worried about Chazon in terms of what he can do as a run defender uh, and just his overall lack of power. Interesting. Because when Cosby got his hands on him, it was just kind of like game over. Game over, Yeah, yeah. That's not great for a pass rusher like that. Yeah, but... Like I'm, I'm not like stinging him. I uh, yeah, I know. But saying, yeah, doing. no, I, I cause I, I think it was more of a like I'm very impressed with Cosby, rather than I'm super mm-hmm. down on Chazon. Although yeah, Chazon sure. is gonna land on as one of my five sliders this week. I won't Ooh, lie. Shit, yeah, wow. that's a that's uh, a tease. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: uh, prospect to a play the box score. I, I went kind of low key with this one. Um I went with Khalil and Carlos Davis for Nebraska. Oh, I like that pick. You know what? Also, two guys that, that could maybe fit in the prospect who made me look stupid category, and that game just had I like them both? Way. You did, and I wasn't huge on them. Uh, they combined for seven tackles. I think uh, Khalil had five of them, if I remember correctly. And uh, one sack, and the sack was to Carlos. Uh, but they were just all over the place the whole game. Uh, getting lots of uh, pressure. Montez, making lots of tackles. Like, just making plays in their own game. You know you even if you're not making the tackle, you can be making plays, like, as you know, Rob. I think they're very
0: good, contrasting duo yeah. to have on the interior. Um, yeah, and uh, th- just really solid game for both of them. I'm with two different safeties. Uh, first, Grant Delpit, who was just three tackles in the big Texas game. Yeah. But, I mean, he was sniffing at screens all game. I know Duvernay trucked him at one point, but other than that, like just his instincts and just... His reaction time. I was so impressed with Del Pitt at the end of the day, even though they gave up 38 uh, to a future NFL H-back. Um, <laughs> and then Ashton Davis. You talked about the Washington yeah. Cal uh, prospect-prospect matchup with the DBs and that offense. But yeah, Ashton Davis, it was just six tackles, but he was just, he fires all over the place. His instincts, getting people lined yeah. up. I, I truly think he's a, uh, a lock to be a. Top sixty pick with the athleticism and the physicality. I, I, you, I, he's one of my favorite prospects already. You
1: have a savage gump on him already now.
0: Yeah, I mean he he's fitting that mold. Um, he is, yeah. Prospect who's being overhyped?
1: I mean Jake Fromm probably. What else is new, Rob? That's such a good answer. Wow, basic. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? I don't know. I don't. I don't believe the hype, Rob. Shea
0: Patterson. Oh,
1: why is he getting hype? What are you,
0: but he's been getting first round hype since he stumbled onto that? the field as a freshman, and threw up Hail Mary's to the best receiver core in the country.
1: Come on now. Come on yeah. now. Well, well uh, what? I I have another one, but I just wanted to bring this up. No, no, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming the people that could ever give him hype. Uh
0: passed for two oh seven, lost two fumbles against Army. <laughs> yeah, he's I yeah. think he's lost, what, three or four fumbles in the first two Michigan games?
1: I've always like, said she's had small hands. Their Nobody offense can't...
0: doesn't look Great, and the thing with him is, it's not like, like they have really talented receivers. I know Donovan Peoples Jones hasn't been playing, yeah, but like Nico Collins, and Tariq Black yeah. are quite good. And then that and other Ronnie, camp, Bell. Yeah, Ronnie Bell, yeah, I was I liked him a lot when I was watching the game. Um, but yeah, Ronnie Bell's good. Yeah. I like I thought Patterson could be like maybe a Colt McCoy esque backup in the NFL, yeah. but the more I see, the less I think it. Like I just I don't really see the upside and why you would draft this guy.
1: No, I honestly don't disagree with you. And I agree with you about, like, the day three, like, Colt McCoy backup. Because there's things I like with, like, just he's a bit of a gritty dude and he can get some shit Let's done. Get some mobility to him, too. Mobility, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see when the big games show up next week against uh, old Wisconsin. Yeah, that's going to be a good test. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah. Uh, who's your other guy?
0: Uh, Oh, Kendrick Rogers, the Texas A&M receiver. So, I know he made some of, like, the most clutch and big plays in the country last year for TAMU in, like, some of their biggest games. Uh, The Clemson game, for example. Uh, And I forget, what was the other game? LSU, maybe? Um,
1: Um, I can't remember now.
0: But, yeah, he he, was inconsistent, but there was flashes of... Just his overall ability, and I mean, if you look at the stats last year, his like biggest games came in those biggest moments. He so didn't have like a massive season. Anyway, yeah. there's some high expectations for him with just the the catch radius and the the hand strength at times, mm-hmm. circus catch ability. In this game, I just I came way not very impressed. Two drops uh, against Clemson. Um, six for sixty. Uh, didn't show a ton of athleticism or separation ability. Like. The flashes are so bright, but overall he's just very inconsistent. Yeah. He seems far away from being uh, someone I'm overly interested in.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like even coming out last year, people had him in, like the top ten wide receivers really early. Yeah, definitely. Won't, won't name names, but yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I definitely saw that too.
1: Uh-huh. Uh
0: huh. Okay, finally, any small school guys catch your eye? Yeah, I'm
1: gonna to go back to a guy we talked about in uh in the in the off season when we did our uh Group 5 show. Um guy that lost his starting job last year, but we thought he was interesting. Uh Xavier Jones, the running back for SMU.
0: Oh. Damn, yeah. I didn't know where you're going with that. I'm very surprised. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think we both like like the the speed and the burst, the solid vision. He just seemed like a really well rounded kind of like back but knowing he lost his job, he kind of scared us away. But uh, this week, big performance against UNT. Um, the whole SMU SM had a really good game. But uh, I mean, Bouchelle looked good too, Rob. But I was not going to go there with that. <laughs> uh, Jones was sixteen, sixteen carries, one hundred twenty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Which again, the big concern was kind of him losing his job. So this comeback performance is really interesting for me, and it could be like a, he's my late. It could be a late riser in the process, Rob. I'm saying it. Heck yeah. Proch, Proch had a good game too, by the way. Uh, Good, I'm glad. That's your guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I got two different tight ends. Nice. Neither of them put up massive stat lines. I mean, they combined for under 100 yards. It's
1: okay. Uh,
0: it's but, right. but, in that Boise State-Marshall game, I didn't really, like, super understand what was going on. That I don't know. With the Marshall offense, it, it seemed very stale, but interesting. They just they just kept putting this tight end freaking everywhere, man. And I didn't know why. And then the commentator said, they consider him to be their Des Bryant. And then I was in. And his name is Xavier Gaines. Um, He threw an incomplete pass. He ran for 14 yards. He had 26 receiving yards. But... At 6'3", 230, I thought he was really interesting, really athletic. Um, he's not even a senior, so we got time with him, too. Uh, but, no, I thought, very interesting athlete that Marshall has there. And I'm uh, excited to track how he is used the rest of the year. That's interesting. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And then, second week in a row, a uh, group of five tight end who played against Ohio State. Last week, it was... Uh, uh, FAU's tight end um, Harrison Bryant. Mm -hmm. This week it's Cincinnati tight end Josiah DeGuara.
1: Seeing the love for him over the first two
0: weeks. Yeah, he looked really good in week one. I was really impressed with him against UCLA. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, three for 46 against Ohio State. Not massive, but he was their most productive, like. He, he was kinda the only guy who made any worthwhile plays uh for them it felt like. Yeah. And what yeah. what he does as a blocker I find really impressive. I think he's going to end up a top 10 tight end prospect just from my uh I like I, I, I did the game against UCLA and then mm-hmm. obviously I'm um, just watching this. I really like his upside and the tight end coach there from Notre Dame and he, he coached all these great NFL tight ends I'm very hey, uh, intrigued sin, and, since he's produced his head energy themselves yeah, yeah they well they I'm pretty sure they don't call DeGuarra the tight end the position in the Cincinnati offense is called like the K spot or something because it's for Travis Kelsey <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> that's so cool actually
0: yeah so there's that uh, Any anybody else uh, before we wrap up
1: Superlative no, I'm good. Let's 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 roll it. Are you
0: looking forward to the week three superlatives where it's like It's terrible? Yeah. Well this running back ran for five hundred yards because they played against a bad football team. I know. Uh I know. but hey, on the bright side. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Do I ever? Do you miss those days? <laughs> I long for them, Ralph. Wanna increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed? Sure. Listen up. Bluechew.com, that's like blue the color. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA uh, approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty, so doesn't, you can eat while doing it. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, and I'm sure plenty do for you listeners. If you can benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S.A. and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code ARMCHAIR. That Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank
1: them for sponsoring this podcast. I uh I crush my blue Chew up in a into apple pudding, <laughs> apple pudding, I mean, apple apple sauce. But hey, apple pudding good too, Ralph. <laughs> this is a strange way to consume your blue Chew.
0: Um. It uh yeah,
1: that's <laughs> one.
0: Well, guess what? We're gonna move on to our uh, week three picks matchups, yep. sponsored by my bookie spreads, brought you brought to you by my bookie so do the smart thing if you're gonna bet on football this season bet with my bookie did you know you could bet on games after kickoff if by the second half it looks like you're gonna lose just bet the other side now you're making money maybe who knows (laughs) and if you're the kind of guy that bets a lot and wins a little try betting a little and winning a lot instead and use parlays because with parlays you multiply your winnings bet like $5 on seven things, you can make $600 mm-hmm. or something sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. No matter how you bet, the NFL season and college football is the best time of the year. Join now. my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.eg today. You play you win, you get paid. and might as well. Spend your Saturday watching these bad college football games, but bet on them to make them more interesting and pop some blue chews so you got something to do afterwards. <laughs> uh Okay. Into the Week 3 matchups, the uh, the 10 games we've picked, they're all National Broadcast games, so none of them seem to be good. Uh, I went 5-5 five and five last week. AJ went 6-4. and four. Yeah, baby. So, trust AJ you might make some money. I, I don't know. Uh, this week is weird, Rob. It, it is weird. Starting with the noon game on Fox, number 6 Ohio State going into Indiana. Uh, Ohio State 16-point favorites on the road.
1: Hey, uh, Simi Cobb's ain't there. Yeah, that's but all I got to say. Nick
0: Westbrook is, and remember how high I was on Indiana left tackle Koi Kronk before the season? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Uh, hey, Koi uh, Kronk yeah. versus Chase Young—that's a matchup. I actually, it might not
1: apply <laughs> for a lot of people, but to me, that matters. <laughs> What's his name? Legal? What was his name? I already forgot. He- Lego. Oh, Le- uh,
0: Richard Legal. Legal. He Number ain't there 21, either, the quarterback. You know, Pete he got benched, too, and they, they're running with uh, redshirt freshman Michael Penix Jr. now. Mm-hmm. They there there, uh, Ohio State, minus the points. Can I ask you, would this be your – No, never mind. The next game would probably be the better choice, even though
1: Penn State's favored in... by more. I think my third – I don't no, know. No, actually, the third like game is, your... in theory,
0: the best. It just – there's the nobody brof- ranked.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: into the second game. Let's go.
1: Well, hold on, you picked Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I picked Ohio State.
0: No, I didn't want to tell you because I actually picked Indiana.
1: Yeah, you have a hot tip, but don't share it with them. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, the ABC noon game is Pittsburgh at number 13, Penn State. Uh, Penn State, 17-point favorites at home. Um, I know they haven't been able to run the ball, but they've they've got a QB in Sean Clifford and a wide receiver Mm and uh, KJ Hamler. Um, who are pretty interesting uh, But hey, Pitt, Pitt's got some guys They got Maurice French at receiver I think he was the ACC player of the week uh, And on defense they got Dane Jackson DeMar Hamlin Who are you
1: taking? I, uh, hey Pitt beat Ohio 20-10 I believe in the Bobby Cats I'll say that um, This is a in-state rivalry Yeah, yeah this is the Pittsburgh. most important In-state rivalry mm-hmm, It is Pittsburgh's the bigger city. You can't deny that. I'm uh, I'm taking Pitt plus the points. They're going to lose by fourteen. See, my thing is, I think it's just going to come
0: down to the Penn State. Like I know Penn State hasn't been able to run the ball much in their first two games. Also, actually, it's an interesting game to see get some eyes on or grow some toes.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, I think like Penn State handles the game, but Pitt just squeaks out the the cover. That's my take. Pat Narduzzi knows how to coach a team into covering. It, yeah,
0: he he knows how to be mediocre. Uh, Penn State. I, I'm gonna take Penn State though. I, I think it'll be too much. It might be a slow start, but I don't think they'll be able to b- block uh, uh, Grosspotos. Grosspotos. Yeah. On offense, I think that Clifford's very interesting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hot start to the. Year. I don't think uh, Pitt will be able to keep up. Keep up in the second half. Okay, mm-hmm. the ESPN noon game might be the best noon game. Neither team is ranked, but Kansas State's going into Mississippi State. Mississippi State seven and a half point favorites. I'm
1: taking the Wildcats.
0: Uh, worth noting, Tommy Stevens got hurt, the Mississippi State QB last week, so I'm not sure what's going on at quarterback. <laughs> for uh, this feels like
1: this feels like SEC bias, SEC bump, Rob. To be honest, see, <sighs> you know me
0: and my love for Kansas State. Yeah, I do. But and I, I was leaning it, but then I just there is so much more talent on Mississippi State. <laughs> like Kylan Hill's a dude at running back. He made some massive plays last week. Daryl Williams, I think, is one of the best centers in the country. Uh, Mississippi State always has uh, fast defense. Um, They -hmm. got a couple linebackers like Willie Gay, Erol Thompson, are very interesting. And Cam Dantzler at corner, like there's just a lot of potential NFL talent on the Mississippi State roster. Whereas Kansas State's got Ball State. Scott France, Ball State transfer running back James Gilbert, and like Scott Scott France, yeah. Uh, like I I do I think Scott France and Am Holtorf are NFL level offensive linemen, mm-hmm. but there's just not much in terms of playmaking on this Kansas State offense. And defensively, I think like I like Pat and Sullivan at linebacker, but I think overall they're just slow. And like Goolsby's a, a liability in coverage. Goolsby, I just said his name to get you. Thank right. you.
1: Uh yeah, so I'm gonna take Mississippi State. Hey, hey, the Goolsbees have done great things in the SEC. Don't forget that. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, okay, moving to the 330
0: games, the SEC game on CBS. This might, to me, I mean, not for the outcome it's going to produce, mm-hmm. but just in terms of prospects. Number two, Alabama at South Carolina. Alabama, 25-point favorites. <laughs> this might be the best game.
1: It's a lot of points.
0: Oh, it's definitely a lot of points.
1: But uh, I can't I can not not lay them, though, off. I mean, Ryan Holinsky, true freshman. Second start, you have yes. to play against Alabama. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I, I can't not take Alabama minus the 25. Real money on the line, would I touch the game? I don't know. Same
0: here. Brian Emberts is banged up. Like yeah. I said, Holinsky's a freshman. Uh, I'm pretty excited uh, to get some eyes on this offense. South Carolina's got some Stanley and Hutcherson, potential uh, NFL linemen. So, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see
1: how they hold up. Um, what do you think the score is going to be? Like, like the total 60. Like, they just don't expect South Carolina to score, but... I, I don't really either. I, I, I know, right? And the Bama, there's just too much on the Alabama offense, too. I want to see, like, the one
0: real thing I do want to see, though, is... Uh, Uh, Javon Kinlaw against that Alabama Mm -hmm. line, like I think that's kind of the reason to tune into this game if you need one
1: no for sure Um,
0: otherwise yeah there's just
1: not a lot of good games this week Gary Danielson would be calling the game so that's enough of a reason oh is it Uh, CBS at 3.30 I assume it's him no 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 no, no. I mean like is that oh is it a good reason reason? yeah yeah it's a great reason not Uh okay yeah got you Gary sorry taking Alabama Uh me
0: too (laughs) <laughs> for for the second straight week,
1: <laughs> BYU is prime time. Okay, three
0: thirty on ABC. Number twenty four, USC. AJ's Trojans, five point favorites. At my 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 Cougars. At BYU, yeah, this is the battle for who's AJ's
1: mm-hmm. college football backup college football team this year. Yeah, sure. I hate both these teams, honestly, but uh, I I knew BYU was going to beat the Vols last week. Uh, I was so close to picking the Cougs again, but I'm all in on Keenan Slovis, Rough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm all in on the air raid and the Graham Harrell offense. Exactly. Uh, I do think this BYU team's like uh, all right though. They're, they're gritty, man. Like, like you know, they they hung around Utah until the third quarter, and then it, it became a blowout. Yeah, they're classic. They're classic like BYU football team. How much do you respect the scheduling from the Kooks though? Oh, hell of a lot. Like it, it, <laughs> about, they're just. About,
0: they're they're just playing, <laughs> like they're playing as if they're a blue Packed 12 ones. team, and then also scheduling SEC rogue games. Yeah, or, yeah, it's not, it wasn't a road game, was it?
1: No, they were at home, but still, that's so weird. How, how do you get Tennessee and USC to walk into BYU back? To, some respect to the Kooks and their program. Yeah,
0: ov- but, uh, overall, yeah, I think Slovis and the uh, Graham Harrell offense. I mean, I yeah. think that's the main attraction to tune in. And Matt Bushman. Like if you're gonna take a Saturday off from watching college football, take this Saturday off.
1: Yeah, I might be
0: off work, so I'm like, uh, whatever. Uh, do tune into the Houston Washington State game on Friday night. That, that's <laughs> I think that's got a lot of chances to be goofy.
1: Yeah, what's your pick there? The t- Washington. You know,
0: I'm never not taking Washington State. Anything Mike Leach does, I follow. Respect. Okay. If, if he started a cult, I would
1: be the first member. Okay. That was my uh, off-the-cuff question of the week, whatever the hell oh, Was was. Are you going to do that every week now? Yeah, I forgot to do it, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay,
0: Stanford, ESPN 330, Stanford's going into number 17, Central Florida. UCF is favored by 7.5. KG Costello is supposed to play for Stanford. Um, I'm going to take Stanford. I trust with Costello back that they'll be able to move the ball against Central Florida. I don't love Central Florida's defense. I think Nate Evans is a little bit interesting. Richie Grant, I know has got some love for his ball skills, but I don't think that guy, I think he's allergic to tackling. Um, Offensively, I, I think UCF's got some receivers who are interesting, Gabriel Davis and Trey Nixon, but I don't trust Brandon Wimbush as a passer. Yeah. And that's kind of my reason. I just don't trust Wimbush.
1: It's an interesting game. It's oh, a lot no, of points. Is. This might
0: be of all the games you're talking about this might be the most
1: well, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Like uh yeah, on the field, like just pure college football. Um I don't know, man. I think that's a tough line. Castell being back is big for the for the for the Cardinal, but uh you know, I love that uh UCF program too much Rob, to bet against him. Respect. I'm taking the Golden Knights minus seven and a half.
0: All right, this is a game I'm pretty interested in. 4, 4 p.m. on Fox, Arizona State at number 18, Michigan State. Uh, Brian Lewerke's from Arizona. Yeah, I'm excited to get some eyes on Brian Lewerke against a, a Power 5 school. I know ASU doesn't have a ton of big NFL talent, but Chase Lucas at a corner is uh, pretty interesting. And then offensively, I mentioned my new guy, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, yeah. And I like Jaden Daniels, a freshman QB, and obviously there's, you know, Benjamin. Um so, and, and Michigan State's pretty loaded on defense. Raquan Williams, yeah. uh, Joe, Joe Baggy, Kenny Williki, Josiah Scott. Like, there's yeah. lots of NFL talent there. So, I think this is a very underrated game. Michigan State, 13.5 point favorites, though.
1: That That's a lot of points for Michigan State to lay. But, uh, I mean, after Arizona State barely beating Sacramento State.
0: I think the, the reason I'm taking Michigan State is. That Michigan State defense has so much talent, and Jaden Daniels. It's kind of like his first real test, and like you said, they, they kind of s- struggled against Sacramento State to put up points. Um, if if they can bottle up, you know, Benjamin, I think it's game over for ASU.
1: Uh, how wacky is the total though? Like you, you see Michigan State minus thirteen and a half. Fine, but the total's only forty one and a I half.
0: Think a good total though. Like I, I see this as being like a a twenty four six win.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they can only score what well, was it, nineteen against Sac State, um, they they have no business scoring that much against Michigan State. Yeah, like Kenny Willkiez
0: is on a tear right now, back to back dominant performances. Yeah, that guy's playing himself in the first round. Talk for real. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm taking Michigan State by the way. Okay, yeah,
0: I feel didn't you. Really say, uh, yeah. Seven p.m. on ESPN. Number Florida, seven and a half point favorites at Kentucky. Kentucky defeated them last year. But Kentucky uh, starting quarterback Terry Wilson is out for the season with a knee injury, um, which really is sad because I, I mm-hmm. really enjoy Kentucky football. And I really I, I agree with you about this Florida team. I don't really enjoy watching it. Uh, and they're without Kadarius to, yeah. Toney for the rest of the season.
1: Worth I was about to say, one thing I do not enjoy is watching Florida Gators football. And I haven't enjoyed a Florida Gators team in a long time, to be honest, Rob. Yeah, and
0: Florida's two most... To me, two of their most interesting players, Tony, and C.J. Henderson is questionable, I think, for the game. And Tony's mm-hmm.
1: out. Uh, um, like, I don't like watching Felipe Franks. No, I hate Felipe Franks. Uh, they shouldn't be the ninth-ranked team in the country. Uh, but they're going to go in and cover against the Wildcats, bro.
0: I tend to agree with you. I think their, their defense um, will be yeah. the reason. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, Jabari Zuniga, mm-hmm. uh Greenwood. I like those guys both a lot on the edge.
1: Henderson if he plays, but yeah,
0: yeah, of course. And then uh, I like some of their young safeties, Brad Stewart Jr., for example,
1: uh, mm-hmm. and,
0: and Ventro Miller at linebacker. A redshirt sophomore is a guy to watch. In um, Kentucky, just I mean Sawyer Smith, a Troy transfer, running the show at QB now. Yeah. grad transfer. <laughs> Maybe this is his
1: Gardner Minshew come up. I'm just making Whoa. all the connections. You
0: know, Gardner Minshew originally went to Troy, right?
1: Like, wait, before ECU or before? Uh...
0: He didn't go to ECU. Oh my god! How? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant. Oh my god! I thought you meant the Mississippi wow. Community College. Okay, Gardner Minshew. Wow. Went... Gardner Minshew went to Troy. Then he went to Northwest Mississippi Community College. Then he went to East Carolina. Then he went Wazoo. to Wazoo uh, Yeah. Yeah, he went to Troy on an academic scholarship. Let's say. Uh,
1: Too read, much Gardner Minshew talk. For
0: go to network dot com and you can read more about this. If um, you want
1: more Gardner Minshew talk, uh, just wait till tomorrow. And listen to it. rest of the stars. Listen to a different
0: podcast. Uh, okay, seven thirty p.m. on ABC. This feels like the game that a, like the ABC was hoping was going to matter. Yeah. Uh, number one, Clemson going into Syracuse. You just got obliterated by Maryland. Clemson's twenty seven and a half
1: point favorites. Uh, you want a bold prediction, Rob? That isn't a real prediction. Yeah, Syracuse would keep this game closer if it was at noon and in Death Valley. Retweet, like like last year. Uh, Clemson goes in and rolls them. They cover this easy. I, I I
0: think so too. I think Syracuse is gonna be really down on themselves now too. Yeah. Uh, coming off of like that big a pumbling to a Maryland <laughs> yeah. team who wasn't supposed to be that great. No. Um, but uh Obi mellon and was brothers in the secondary for Syracuse. Yeah, which which is sick. So in and Andre Sisko, their true sophomore safety is really freaking good. Uh Kendall Coleman and all like Syracuse has people on defense, but they like just seeing what Maryland did for them did to them. Yeah. And I just don't like this Syracuse offense too much. There's so many new starters. Uh mm-hmm. that yes, I will also take Clemson. Okay, this feels like Fox thought was gonna be a good game too. Uh <laughs> 8 p.m. on Fox. Number 5, Oklahoma going into UCLA. Chip
1: Kelly's 0-2 right now. Uh, This spread is too low at minus Uh, 23 for the Sooners. Uh, Yes. Like, at least with 27.5, I hesitate with Clemson. Like That's a lot of points, and Syracuse is at least talented. Uh, 23, I don't care if it's in UCLA, if it's in Norman.
0: Syracuse is better than UCLA, and Oklahoma is more able to put up points than Clemson at, like, absurd rates. So exactly. I agree with you that Oklahoma should be favored by more than Clem- uh, uh, more against UCLA than Clemson should be. Clemson. Also, yeah, I don't like. It's not like UCLA
1: really has a big home field advantage. <laughs> no, they don't. Syracuse no one in LA does. cares about football. No one in LA cares about football. I'm saying it still. Uh, Dorian um, Thompson Robinson's been one of the worst QBs I've seen this year so far. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is his big coming out party, Rob. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, oh the Sooners gonna roll. Yeah, It's like,
0: UCLA, other than Darnay Holmes, who's been battling an ankle injury this year, their defense doesn't really have anybody that moves the needle. And Jalen Hurts, I think this is really going to... His performance is really going to heat up the Heisman talk. Uh, quick question. After week two, who's your number one uh, Heisman contender?
1: Uh, I guess Tua? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's kind of impossible. I, f- I
0: feel like that shouldn't even be a thing that's asked until, like... At least conference uh, game starts.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, uh, you know.
0: I think Tua, Hurts.
1: <laughs> like, Trevor Lawrence could have, like, it's early, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, Lawrence, if he had a monster game against A&M. He's also
0: played, maybe, he's played two Power 5 schools when other people haven't.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. But he didn't do enough to, like, hop Hurts yeah. and a
0: Yeah, no, I think Hurts, Tua, I think Joe Burrow's seriously in it now. I'm not kidding. He's got like what ten touchdowns in two games. Justin mm-hmm. Fields also probably in it. If if you were to like yeah. make a shortlist because of it's very uh, like obscured by who they've played and the numbers they put up. It, it is yeah. So like it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. But
1: yeah. No, that's fair. And then Chase Patterson next, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, hey, it's two zero.
1: Can't can't deny that, Rob. All Go right, to
0: the that'll do it for us here at uh, Seven Runs in Heaven. Follow A.J. on Twitter at A.J. 13. Follow me at R. Paul uh, f- Follow Armchair at AC All Americans. And uh, go to armchairallamericans.com. You can read my NFL draft columns, my rookie power ranking columns, listen to other podcasts, or go to profootballnetwork.com where I cover the AFC South. Um, and uh, drink your pumpkin beer and enjoy a bad week three.